0: Let's get back to the conversation we were having about the Big Ten as they have now uh, changed the rules again as they announced that they are bypassing the six-game minimum, advancing, thus advancing Ohio State to take on Northwestern in the Big Ten title game. Is this... If you're an Indiana fan, I think the only Indiana fans are the only ones that are mad about this. As a Badger fan, are you guys mad about this? Like, they didn't like just come out and say, like, hey, why don't we just do the best team anyways? No,
1: no. I only no. would have been mad about it if Wisconsin had been winning, and say Wisconsin was five and zero this year, and they didn't allow Wisconsin to play, but they allowed Ohio State to play five and zero.
0: I got a message from one of our loyal listeners, uh, Iron Man Nick. Dude's a beast. Uh, he messaged me. I can't really say what he said in the first couple sentences because the FCC is on my. Urs. He says unbleeping believable. Bow to those bleeps and bleep their bleeps. Why don't you? Not once was this mentioned when Wisconsin missed its third game. Yeah, they eventually lost to Indiana, but the team figured they had no chance to make it because of the missed games and had given up. Some players have already declared for the draft and have stopped playing. If they knew there was still a chance to play in the championship, they probably would have gone a little harder against Indiana. And who knows? Maybe Illinois beats Northwestern this weekend. Suddenly, Bucky's back in the mix. This is such bleep bleep. Obviously, the bleeps are words I can't say. Oh, I thought he said bleep, bleep. No. I wish I could say them. I mean, what do we think of this? Does does this hold a little weight here that a lot of Uh, these players? Maybe for
1: the Indiana game, but you have to also remember how bad Wisconsin looked in the Northwestern game.
0: They lost to Northwestern.
1: They would have needed a lot of help to get back into it from Northwestern. Yeah, they ended up getting one of the losses from Northwestern, but they still needed a second loss, and that was before they lost at Indiana. They needed they needed a lot of help they weren't really going to get <laughs> yeah I, so the Big Ten finally got it right I think they finally did I mean people can say whatever they want to say but Ohio State is currently in 2020 the cash cow for the Big Ten and, and you can look that up for the highest grossing college football because yeah, you teams looked this up yesterday right division one Ohio State is the fifth highest ranking gross football football team in division one. And the only big 10 team that is higher than them is Michigan. The top five in the big 10 is Michigan, Ohio state, Penn state, Nebraska, Wisconsin. That is your top five. Ohio state comes in second on that list behind Michigan and ahead of Penn state. And guess what? Those two teams you aren't going to stick up for this year. Because they're trash. So that means your highest grossing team left is Ohio state and they can gross you even more money by getting into the college football playoff. Yeah. And well, their national brand, obviously. I know some people said, well, you know, they're, they wanted to get into those New York markets and the Chicago markets and all this to pump up their numbers. Yeah, they did. They wanted to get more eyes on the TV for their national brands like Ohio state, like Michigan, like Penn state. That's why they did it. Yeah. It was to get more people from the New York market watching watching Ohio State and Michigan. But they weren't pumping up Rutgers. They weren't pumping Maryland. up Maryland. They weren't pumping Northwestern or Illinois. Give me a break. Well, they were pumping Ohio State and Michigan to the East Coast.
0: And RJ talks about this, too. He's like, there's so many Wisconsin. And Matt Bernstein, a former fullback for the Wisconsin Badgers, the Hebrew Hammer, he's a legend, right? I mean, he joins us on the airwaves. He's awesome. He's from, Jer- he's from Jersey, right? Or is he from New York? New York. Bernstein. Bernstein. Oh, New he's York. from New York. New York. And he, then he and he lives in New he York. If he heard room. you
2: right now, he'd call I,
0: in and tell you I said that one time him to him. I said that one time to him. He said they put me in the hurt he's locker. He's just fans of the Jets who play in New York. Okay, Jersey. that's what it is. So, Bernie, <laughs> Bernie lives out there in New York, and he said the amount of Badger fans out there is insane. Your sister lives out there, RJ. Yep. She she's you know what? She's a Badger fan at UW, right? She's yeah. a Badger fan. She goes and finds the Badger bars on game days for all the sports. There's a ton of Badger fans everywhere. But you know what there's more of? I bet you out there in New York. Ohio State fans, what do you think? I mean, they're a national brand. Wisconsin's not a national
2: brand. Yeah. Uh, see, your th- the thing, the Big Ten. We've talked about it multiple times. The footprint is so much bigger than all these other conferences. Um, it's the Big Ten and it, most of its affiliates are world brands. World. I mean, you have people Mr. who worldwide. go and wear Wisconsin hats on vacation in Europe somewhere, and
0: they say they hear on Wisconsin. Dude, go Bucky. When I was in Seattle in the before times, I was wearing a Wisconsin the Motion W hat. Yeah, it was a red hat, so I was getting a lot of attention, anyways. And then people are like, "Oh, there's a Motion W on it." But but uh, there's a lot of people being like, "Hey, I'm from Wisconsin. I right. live in Seattle now. Go Badgers." But you also get it where thing. somebody's
2: like, "Oh, hey, I'm from Michigan," or "I'm from Ohio." Yeah, like. The the Big Ten brand... I pe- Go Badgers. People come to these universities from outside of the footprint and go back home, or they are from here and they get good jobs outside of the Big Ten footprint worldwide. Yeah. So, like, the brand that is the Big Ten, people can say the Big Ten's no good at certain sports and whatnot, but really, really? I think football in general... Doesn't do as well when the Big Ten isn't represented, and the the NCAA knows that. Yeah, I mean, you need Big Ten eyes to watch games because there's Cause a believe
1: re- it or not, there's people that live in the heartland in the Midwest, crazy, not right? just the East or West Coast. Yeah. And,
2: and you look at that, and that population goes sprawls a lot further. Oh, yeah, the there's a reason the SEC network doesn't make a lot of money. Or as much money as the Big Ten network. There's a reason the ACC network doesn't make as much money as the Big Ten network. The There's a reason the Big 12 and Pac-12 networks don't make as much money as the Big Ten making network. making me laugh. And that's not because they're not competitive. I mean, some of them aren't. The last two <laughs> I mentioned aren't. But the reason is people want to watch their Big Ten, and they don't live in the footprint right. where it's mandatory to be on – the the cable packages or the satellite packages they make their cable company from wherever they are
1: get it but even get when it. you even when you look at teams like i listed those top 5 grossing teams in the big 10 mm-hmm. you look at nebraska yeah we've last laughed at nebraska because they're not as good as what they were in the 80s and 90s yep. but or they even the early 2000s but they still have a huge map of states and eyes that watch them because they were good from the 80s to the early 2000s yep. Nebraska, yeah. There's not a ton of people that live in Nebraska, but you have to remember they're also pulling people from Wyoming, probably South Dakota, Iowa, Kansas. Yep. All the states around there also watch Nebraska football.
2: Right. And when they were in the Big Twelve, you had tech. I the eyes of Texas were upon them. Um, you had like everybody says their recruiting Welcome. their recruiting base is gone now that now that they're not playing any of the Big Twelve schools, they can't pull kids out of texas and stuff like that yeah it's weird how it works because michigan can ohio state can (laughs) you know other teams (laughs) somehow can pull teams out of texas without playing texas teams um but but nebraska can't anymore but yeah you're right it's it's this is so much about eyeballs and being able to be a part of that college football playoff like it or not SEC ACC Ohio State needs to be a part of that because when you had two SEC schools in national championship game it was the lowest rated national championship game ever yeah and that's the almighty SEC everybody should have been watching bow down to the SEC when you look at
1: the big 10 expanding for the very first time when they went to 11 teams with Penn State yep they grabbed Penn State because it was a known brand, national, and brand. it was as close as they could get to the East Coast at the time, yeah. and then they expanded from there to the New Yorks, New Jerseys, grabbing Maryland, Rutgers the and DC Maryland. Area. They don't yep. care one bit about Rutgers or Maryland. They just wanted the media right. of the East Coast.
0: With this guy right here, our sports director, Zach Heilprin. Zach?
1: Good morning. Good Thursday morning. Hello. How are you?
0: Hey Zach, rumor is, I know you're not at the Cole Center anymore, and uh, rumor is that there's still referees that are calling fouls on uh, people that uh, are non-existent people that are still there. Is it true that the refs are still blowing their whistle in the coal Center this morning?
3: The game is not ended yet. They are still deciding. They're at the table trying to decide if the last foul was on.
0: <laughs> Have you How ever? How much
3: time needs to be back on the clock?
0: Now I know we've seen games where there's been uh, fouls. A lot of fouls called. 48 fouls were called. 26 on Rhode Island and 22 on the Badgers. Zach, did they explain themselves? Were they like whistle happy? Were they mad that they weren't wearing masks on the court? So that's why they're blowing so many whistles. Like, what the hell is going on?
3: They, it was the Bo Borowski show. They desperately needed to have the airtime at 3.30 in the afternoon. You know that, hey, it's it's drive time. Uh, that's radio talk, but for whatever reason, they thought <laughs> it carried over to TV and uh, decided that, they were going to be the, the show and call whistle on almost every single possession the second half felt like.
0: It was, it was nauseating. It was unwatchable. I, I was literally just going to say that. It was unwatchable, yet I still watched it. All right, so, Zach, with yeah. that, I know Wisconsin gets the win. I think uh, they ended up covering the game, winning by 11 over Rhode Island, 73 to 62. But, Zach, the second half, again, Wisconsin plagued by a uh, suspect second half. Uh, Struggles is that because of Wisconsin and the or Rhode Island, or was it because there was no time to get into a rhythm because of the freaking refs? I
3: mean, it's the herky-jerkyness of the second half, right? There was no rhythm. There was no you couldn't get into a flow. You can blame a lot of things, but this isn't a first thing for Wisconsin, right? Like this isn't the first time Wisconsin's had issues in the second half. They've played five games. They've won four of them, and three of those four, they've not necessarily played very well in the second half and allowed teams back in. We saw it in the opener against Eastern Illinois. We saw it last night. They were up by 22 at one point. They were up by 18 with seven minutes left, and yet somehow the game got into single digits towards the end of it. So, I mean, uh, you can can put the blame on the officials because it allowed them to score points without the clock moving, uh, you know, in terms of Rhode Island. But Wisconsin, for whatever reason, just can't be consistent and and stay locked in and, and close games out. At least they haven't shown the ability to do it. Now, it hasn't cost them yet. Um, they weren't up by any large margin against Marquette by any stretch. But, um, you know, these are these are games you should be putting away, and they should end up winning by 15, 20 points. And this one ended up at 11. Um, it should have been a lot
0: more. Oh, Zach, Zach did, you just, did you hear that? I think I just heard another foul called on at the Kohl Center. Unbelievable, man. Uh, Zach, so the second-half struggles for the Badgers. Uh, I'm looking at your article that you wrote at com. Always incredible. The lack of consistency from a veteran team shouldn't be among the issues Guard is dealing with this season, but he is. is yes. What, I mean, besides the uh, struggles, is – what is it with the struggles and this team? Is it just lack of discipline? Which you think wouldn't be the case because they're all seniors with the starters? Like what? What is it with this? These issues?
3: Well, I think I think uh, at least yesterday it was fouling, and while you know there were a lot of fouls cal- called, you know, quite a few of them, at least from Wisconsin's perspective, were unnecessary. That's what Greg Gard called them. He said he couldn't use the word that he would like to use uh, in, in calling <laughs> what they are. But an unnecessary foul, like some of the, some of the call, some of the decisions by Nate Reavers to challenge a a play when he already had three fouls, like it's just, you gotta be smarter than that. You have a veteran team that, you know, has uh, played a ton of basketball, especially Nate Reavers, especially Brad Davis, and all these guys have played so much, so much basketball at Wisconsin, you would think that they wouldn't uh, have these, these mental issues or these mental mistakes and the lack of consistency, but that's what they are dealing with right now. And, And he, and he underlined, like, some of the other things that were that were happening sure but he said that the following is line item number 1 that they have to take care of they had back to back games of i think it was 22 files each yeah. is marquette and this one and that's the first time that's happened since january of 2019 where they've had you know at least 20 files in back to back games wow. and uh, so it's it's not normal it's abnormal, and they need to figure it
0: out. Yeah, uh, Zach Halpern, a sports director, joining us right now. Let's talk some good then. How about this? Uh, I don't know how this snuck up on me. I, I knew it was going to be a thing, especially in the game against Rhode Island. Nate Reavers now king of the Badger block as he's overtaken Ethan Hap uh, for all-time blocks. He finished the game with now um, what 157 on his career. Nate yeah, Reavers, how did how the hell did this happen, Zach?
3: Well, when you play four years <laughs> and you play a lot of basketball, no, he's he's. He's he's got that good. I mean he's he's a good he's a good defender. Right? Yeah, he's in, he's, in, he's a, different in a lot kind, he's a different where,
0: kind of big man. I feel like.
3: Yeah, no, he is. A lot of his blocks have come on help. It's like it's not like where he's blocking the guy that he's defending. It's where he's coming over and helping when a guy gets beat. Um, he's been a good rim protector for them for the most part. You know, that's uh, he's Ethan Hap kind of had it the same way, like but I mean Ethan was a better overall defender and he could he'd guard a whole bunch of different positions but uh Nate has been has been really good in the in the rim protector realm I guess you could call it and yeah. um Finally, was able to bypass Ethan yesterday.
0: Uh, Zach, let's talk one more good thing before I uh, let you go here. Uh, and Ethan Happ, one thing Ethan Happ really struggled with was free throws. If we remember mm-hmm. correctly, I try to forget about that. Brad yeah. Davison, though, twelve for twelve from the line. He's just the eleventh player now in Wisconsin history to go twelve or twelve or better from the line. Uh, Brad Davison single-handedly outscored Rhode Island in the first half, and then a lot of it, you know, coming in uh, the charity stripe in the second half. Has he been the brightest spot for the Badgers, or in your opinion, who has been the the guy to watch the bright spot for the Badgers?
3: See, that's the thing with this team, though, like it it varies by game. It was Nate Reavers for the first couple of games. You know, Michael Potters had his his time. Nate, um, you know, Brad Davis and obviously Dmitar Trice. They've all had their their opportunities to shine, and they've all done it. Oh, Tyler Wall, yeah. throwing Tyler Wall there too. You know, that's the thing about this team. It's it's really obviously very, very balanced, and you can have a bad night like Brad Davison did against Marquette and come back and score 23 points, um, including 17 in the first half. Like That's what you're going to get out of this team, just the balance of it, and uh, we saw that yesterday.
0: So, Zach, do we know who the Badgers are going to play next? Are they going to play Louisville on know. Sunday? Are they going to play Wednesday <laughs> against Northern Iowa? Like, what's happening?
3: No clue. No clue. Brad, ask for a about this game, you know, they – they're hoping to have something more concrete in the next 48 hours, um, <laughs> but they don't. Yeah, they don't know what's going to happen with Louisville. Whether that game's going to happen, when, or if it's going to happen, they. Uh, I, I asked if you know if they if they don't play Louisville, could they potentially have another option there on the weekend, and you know nothing's official there either. So I. I it sounds like it sounds like that they're not expecting to play Louisville.
0: Oh,
4: okay.
3: But so what, what's like up they with they Northern Iowa then? Up. Northern
0: Iowa I think is still going to be played.
3: Cuz it's Wednesday um,
4: it's
0: supposed to be Wednesday but I looked this just said TBD.
3: Right, yeah, it was supposed to be Wednesday. Potentially that could be moved up but it wouldn't be moved up to the weekend it probably maybe moved up to Monday, maybe Wisconsin's able to figure out another game to slot in later in the week. I haven't looked I haven't studied it um but you know they've got this Rhode Island game on what was it 3 days, 4 days. I so I think a decision on who they could potentially play on a Sunday would have to happen very quickly here as well. Um, but they're keeping their options open. They want, them, they want to get seven games in, non-conference games in, and they're running out of days to do it because the Big Ten schedule starts relatively soon here. Yeah,
0: uh, And, Zach, before I let you go, man, uh, you're doing a new episode of The Swing today, right? When people want to uh, digest that once it's all recorded. How can they do so, my friend? A uh, Wisconsin absolutely. basketball podcast.
3: Yeah, absolutely everywhere. Myself and Jesse Temple will be... Recording one later this morning, and you'll find it on everywhere. iTunes, Android, uh, just at Google Play, Spotify, Amazon. Everywhere.
0: It's everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere it that everywhere. you want to be, baby. And exactly. Zach, Zach, you truly are stellar. I just want to put that out there. Are you, last question, what do you think of the Big Ten changing the rules to put Ohio State in the title game against Northwestern?
3: predictable and probably uh the right move to make
0: we appreciate your time zach and we can't wait to check out the swing all right guys thanks see you brother oh, oh, oh another whistle just blew in the call center zach see you buddy <laughs> robbie you're not dazed and confused are you brother
4: oh i'm always pretty dazed and confused <laughs> you know, living in the house with all women I I, I I i i i get beat up pretty good i'm i i'm usually pretty groggy and and, well, Rob. Uh, yeah. they, they, they leave me pretty dazed and confused, people. <laughs> no dazed and
0: confused when it covers the Green Bay Packers, though, man, at Forbes.com. That's why we have you on here. Yeah, Robbie, you're really outnumbered. Do you got any pets?
4: I do, but it's one of these, it, it's a male dog that acts more like a female ah. than a. Than a male, and, and, every, and every time he sees somebody coming, he runs under the bed and hides. So yeah, it's are uh, uh, outnumbered, it's, it's, Rob. It's, 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 it's pretty much a house of women. Uh. <laughs> even, even even my boy dog is a girl. He's <laughs> like,
0: yeah, you cut my nuts off, dude. What do you want from me, man? Yeah, come on. You pretty
4: much you pretty much got that right. <laughs>
0: He'll never forgive you, Rob. All right, Rob. <laughs> uh, it's always a pleasure to hear from you, man. I love chatting with you on our Thursdays here. So, Rob, let's uh, look what happened. Uh, you know, for the Packers, how about that victory for the Green? and gold was there ever any doubt robbie that they were going to take down the eagles
4: well it seems about the only time there's doubt anymore evo is when the special teams have to go on the field right <laughs> and that, that 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 can change the landscape in a hurry as we 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 have found out here in in the last six weeks time telling evo and and save this tape if you want we could have another brandon bostic type of season coming here where they're in the you know, they're up three late Whoa. in the conference title game, and, and special teams absolutely loses it for them. And I, I hate to be, you know, that, that dark for you here at 8.30 on a, on a beautiful Thursday morning. We but were just I, having such
0: a good time laughing. having I, you bring up Brandon I, Bostic? I'm
4: just, I'm just telling you, this team is humming along in a lot of categories right now. There's a lot to be optimistic about, right? The quarterback got a great chance at MVP. It's the number one scoring offense in football. The defense has picked it up, right? They're 11th now in, in total defense. But I'm telling you, you, you you've got to play all three phases if you're going to get to that final game of the year and and try to win a championship. Right, uh, Evo. They, they don't do it. They, you know, it's the first time they've given up two punt returns. Uh, for for touchdown since 1964. Um what were you doing in 64, Evo? You were about 30 years away from from, from showing I, up. When, I,
0: I, I wasn't mean, even a I, thought, my man. Exactly. Negative I'm not, Thirty. <laughs> I mean,
4: we're we're talking, you know, two three generations of football. I mean, it's, it's 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 some bad stuff they've got going on on special teams right now, Evo. The rest of that team is, like I said, humming along. They're going to be a touchdown favorite this week. They'll be. You know, certainly uh, big favorite uh, against the Bears and against the Panthers. Maybe five, six points, something like that against Tennessee. I, I think they've got a great shot to get to thirteen and three. But Evo, when when you know when, when you see the Saints in a conference title game, when you when you see the Rams in the divisional playoffs, um, something like that. You better be solid in all three phases, and they're just not. And and that would be the one. That would be my a, again a ton to take away positive from last Sunday, right? You got another quarterback benched. You have left that franchise in disarray. Um, you're you're humming along. You're chasing the Saints. You got a great chance to to be the one seed. But I'm telling evil if they don't get that stuff fixed, it's going to come back and bite them.
0: Who hurt you, Rob Reichel? Who hurt you? Was it Brandon Bostick? Did you still have flashbacks, PTSD, Brandon Bostick, Robbie?
4: I tell you what, I, you know what? <laughs> Who Let's hurt you, Rachel? One second, quick on Brandon Boston. one of the most stand-up guys of all time. He had that fumble on a Sunday night in Seattle, and Monday morning he stood at his locker. That's the true. Next day and and and, answer, and answered questions. You got to give him credit 15, for that. Fifteen straight minutes, and and um, yep, yep. I mean, it's one of the biggest. It's it, it's, it's right up there with the TJ Rubley kind of stuff. Is the greatest blunders <laughs> in, in Packer history, right? And and he Ooh. stood there and, and and faced the music for. For a long time, the next day. So I, I'll always have hats a lot off. of respect for Brandon Bostic from that, from that point of view. Because you know that evil, a lot of guys go and hide.
0: Yeah. Oh. Oh. God. I know. And hats off to people that go to the podium to take their their lumps and explain themselves. Congrats, I have yeah. nothing but respect for that. Robbie. Well. Okay. That's signing on Tavon Austin. Tyler Irvin just went on IR. Is Tavon Austin the cure all for uh, the special teams? Like I know Brandon Bostic, what he did. Yes. But is Tavon Austin the guy that's going to be like put us at ease when it comes to you know kickoffs, punt returns, et cetera?
4: Well, he's a lifetime fumbler, um, which, which isn't a good starting point, Evo. Well, he's I mean, a lifetime fumbler. I mean, he's, he's he's got a little more burst than these other guys, and there's clearly a reason he was, you know, a top ten pick in a, in a draft eight nine years ago, whatever whatever that was. He's got some explosion to him. He he may give those return games a a, a touch of juice. It'll probably be just punts, Evo, not not punts and kicks. When when we get to that point. But the problem is it still doesn't clean up the fact, you know, they're, they're just not tackling on special teams. I mean, J.K. Scott wants to dance with you. Dude, United what was that? That's
0: the worst thing or I've ever seen.
4: It. You want to know what that was? That, that, that should have been a pink slip out of town. If, if, if that's my team, Evo, there is no way that guy walks back into my locker room on a <laughs> Monday. I'm just, I'm just telling you that there's enough guys who, first of all, he's a lousy punter. Um, you know, he's 31st in the league right now in net. And, you know, so, so not only is he a bad punter, um, he, he has that embarrassing dance with with Keelan Cole three four weeks ago, whatever it was, and then Jalen Rager on Sunday. That's to me, well that 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 that's a ticket out of town. And uh, was he
0: a fourth round pick or a fifth? What was he?
4: I uh, he was a fifth. Fifth, I wanna yeah, say. yeah. But I mean, even still, to draft a punter because that was also the year they took the long snapper. Um, you know, so to so so to so to even draft a punter is. Is bold for a lot of teams. There's only two, three punters drafted most years, that you know at the most, and and a lot of teams just love to go and wait and then and then pluck them, you know, once the draft is over. Um, so Green Bay obviously felt incredibly strong about him to to take him. Well, now you know we're working on our third straight year here. Where once, once the weather turns bad, he's been pretty bad. Um, he's okay usually the first half of the season and and just okay. He's in that. Fifteenth to twentieth range, a lot of times. Then he just drops off the face of the earth in terms of, of gross and net when when we get to thirty degree days. He's you know obviously from the south an Alabama kid, and yeah. and, and and you know that level of tackling evil is is unacceptable. This this isn't a this isn't a dance class. <laughs> this is a this, this is the National Football League. So, but it, but again, you know it, it it shouldn't get to J.K. Scott. No, it, it, no, Green Bay's no. got to find a way to tackle these people you know, within 10 yards after they, they catch the football. So, you know, I, I, I hate to be off on the special teams Debo, because there is a, there is a lot right now to be positive about with, with, with that football team. I think the running game has reemerged. Uh, Rogers continues to really just hum along and play almost flawless football, um, well, Rob, you, you, c- you can't get right
0: too high on the Packers because if the Packers are good at one thing the past decade. It's that you get your expectations up and they just bring them down, baby, in the big moments. So we got we got a reality check
4: sometimes. You're almost better off to have a year like 2010 where they go in as the sixth seed, right? <laughs> and you're and and you're and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, maybe they win a game, maybe two, but this this probably isn't the year. The years, you know, the years are coming. You're you're right, Evil. When they're the one seed, the two seed. And you know, and and Vegas has them as the favorite or the second or third, the you know highest ranked team to potentially go win a championship. That's when they break your heart. It's a (laughs) lot like Badger sports, right? When football starts at the top five, right? Then they have an eight and four season, and when 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 they start the year twenty third is what twenty third in the polls is when they're eleven and one. They sneak up and surprise. Um, I will say this, though, Evo. I'm 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 starting to get a feeling with these Packers that. You know this, this just this just may be their year to get out of the NFC. I, I'll, I'll say it here, ebo I, I don't think anybody's beaten the Chiefs um, unless there's a major injury there. I, I think Kansas City's a touchdown better than everybody in the league when they really decide to play. Um, and I don't think the last couple of weeks they've, they you know they, they've really turned it on. Um, but I I do think Green Bay is going to emerge here. ebo is is maybe the favorite in the NFC. Really? I, the way the, the way the last four games shape up, ebo um you know with 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 green bay going to be you know the a touchdown or more favorite in at least 3 of them and the saints still have to play the chiefs I think there's a great chance Green Bay passes New Orleans, gets the number one seed, and has home field all the way through. Love it.
0: Rob Reichel joining us right now uh, from Forbes.com, talking to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Rob, I do have this thing called the nut kick continuum. It's all about Wisconsin sports. It's always safe for big moments (laughs) where, like the Packers, like an NFC championship game where you think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, then some absurdity happens, like, you know, like the Seahawks game and the NFC championship game where all of a sudden they had a 99.9% chance to win, and then someone winds up and kicks you right in the gonads and says, no, no, you're You're Wisconsin sports fans. You must suffer. But we'll save that for the big games, Rob. Uh, I was looking at Forbes.com, Robbie, and uh, I saw your new article, and I was kind of thinking the same thing. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the draft, and you know what could have been with certain players. I was watching um, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys, which is hilarious, and I saw Patrick Queen pick off Andy Dalton, and I'm like, man, the Packers had an opportunity in the draft to get Patrick Queen. Then I see my man Rob Reichel has a new article, "The Fab Five: These Five Rookies That Could Have Put the Green Bay Packers Over the Hump." Do you want to tell us a little bit about this before we talk Lions coming up?
4: Uh, sure. First, I'll just I'll say you know. Um, my heart breaks for you. You might only get one year a big Mike in Dallas. The way it's the way it's starting to shape up, Evo. You know, <laughs> I, I know he's your guy, but uh, no. I mean, again, embrace I, the chaos, not, Rob. Yes, no question. Um, hey, I, I still think Green Bay did the right thing, Evo, um, in terms of long term future of this franchise. If they are really that in love with with Jordan Love and and believe he can he can play that quarterback position at a high level for you know the next 10 to 15 years you're going to talk more than four consecutive decades there where where the quarterback position is solidified right um and and in today's NFL that's that's at least half the battle maybe more just just ask Chicago and some of these teams that just can't figure out the quarterback position, but for twenty twenty specifically, Evo, I, I went through and I just I looked at the guys that were picked within about twenty or twenty five picks of when Green Bay Green Bay took Jordan Love at twenty six, and and I went and I and and then AJ Dillon was late in the second round, so I kind of went in the guys between there um, that the Packers could have used that first round pick on instead, you know, guys picked between about twenty seventh and sixtieth, and and Evo, I started with Patrick Queen who's going to probably finish about second or third in Defensive Rookie of the Year uh, voting here in a month. I mean, he's he's been a dynamic difference maker for the Ravens inside. Um, I still don't think the Packers have the inside linebacker position even close to figure it out. Kirksey's not the answer, and any I don't think he's back a year from now. Um, but on top of just Patrick Queen, emo at inside linebacker, Seattle took a kid named Jordan Brooks at twenty seventh. Yeah, out the exactly Texas Tech. After Green Bay, and and he had kind of a slow start to the year, but he is really coming on, and uh, he, he's going to be a, an outstanding player, I think, in this league. Uh, what if he helped Green Bay immensely here in twenty twenty? No question about it. Um, there, the other enormous need, Evo, for the Packers is obviously on the defensive line, but but there really aren't any rookie defensive linemen uh, kind of up in those top two top two rounds of the draft that are having, you know, much of an impact or doing a whole lot this year. Um so then I went I went to the wide receiver position next because there's been the, the rookie wide receivers are really just tearing it up. You know, Justin Jefferson was gone by the time Green Bay picked. Iuke in San Francisco was gone uh when the Packers picked. But at pick thirty three is T Higgins who went to Cincinnati Evo. And um he's he's a lot size wise like Alan Lazard. Um, but he's faster and he's probably a little bit stronger. And I think down the road, he's going to be a number one receiver somewhere. If, if you're talking about Higgins, Lazard and Adams and um, in, in, in getting MVS out of the equation there, which I know a lot of people would love to do. Um, you, you, now you've got an offense that matches Kansas City's evil. Same thing with Michael Pittman, who the Packer, who Packer Nation saw a few weeks ago in Indianapolis, a wide receiver, taking 34th. He hit the Packers for about a 45-yard touchdown, I want to say, in that game in Indy a few weeks back. Um, he's another guy who's on the come, Evo. He He's really emerging. And, and then Chase Claypool, obviously, in Pittsburgh with his 10 touchdowns um kind of a hybrid tight end wide receiver kind of a player but they put him all over the field and he's just a dynamic game changer um Evo, if you took any one of those five guys i just mentioned and put them on this team i think the packers go toe-to-toe with the chiefs in the super bowl right now i think the packers are a notch below um
0: but to and, your point you still think, agree with the jordan love pick
4: i do agree with the jordan love pick you know I'm, But but the point of the story was, in terms of 2020, trying to get one last ring for Rodgers, trying to get this team over the hump, these guys would have obviously done it with, with, you know, giving you far more immediate dividends than Jordan Love. Jordan Love may pay off down the road where we're sitting here in a decade, Evo, and saying, well, you know, the Packers hit a home run, they're taking Jordan Love at 26. But for this specific year, there's a handful of guys that I think would have have taken the Packers from, from really, really good to borderline great. And um they they obviously passed on those guys for the quarterback.
0: All right, Rob Reichel joining us right now. Robbie, last question, my brother. When it comes to Sunday, 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 going to Ford Field, take on the Detroit Lions. What do you what do you see happening as the Lions now are led by Daryl Bevel?
4: <sighs> Daryl Bevel, all time Wisconsin legend is has he still finished that touchdown run? <laughs> the UCLA the Rose Rumor is he's evil. still I,
0: running, and the refs I, I from last night are still calling fouls on the Badgers.
4: He? He's about to get in. I, here he comes. Um, <laughs> here he comes. Love, love Bevel. Just, a, you know, just, just an all time classic legendary Badger. Um, you know, Evo, I mean, amazingly, the Lions are only a game out of the playoff race right now. It's, you know, you you think, boy, what disarray, right? They they fire the GM and they fire the head coach two days after Thanksgiving, the embarrassment, you know, that, that they had in that nationally televised game. And, and then they steal a win last week in Chicago, and they're only a game back. And Evo, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what, going to Detroit has not been an easy, right. you know, easy pickings for the Packers here the last number of years. I, I went back yesterday and I looked at this. Since, since 2013, Evo, the Packers are six and one at Chicago. Okay. I mean Aaron Rodgers has just dominated the owns Bears, the Bears. Owns the Bears. They are five and three in Minnesota because yep. they played the Vikings already this year. yeah, Evo they are three and four at Detroit. Wow. It's the one place in the division they're under five hundred. And if you think about that, they needed the miracle game in twenty fifteen. And then last year they trailed the <laughs> entire game, actually never you know never led for one second of regulation. The yeah. only time they led was when Crosby hit the game-winning field goal <laughs> with no time left. I mean they're unbelievably close, Evo, to being one and six in Detroit. It's crazy. For what, yeah, for whatever reason they just have not played very well there. Um, so I, I mean I I think Green Bay outclasses the Lions in in most areas, Evo, but I expect this to be really close. Um, I I think Detroit's going to try to rally. Uh, behind Bevel, I think everybody inside that Lions locker room obviously understands there's a lot of jobs on the line right now. You don't you don't clean house in, in upper management and then you know bring back 50 guys on the roster. They'll bring back 25 next year. So yeah. there's there's tons of jobs on the line right now in Detroit, and uh, I would I would expect Green Bay to get one heck of a battle come Sunday, Evil
0: uh, Robbie. Uh, score prediction:
4: 30-27, Green Bay. I, I think they win it, Evil, but I don't. I don't see this as a cover. Again, I think this is a back-and-forth. I think this is a, a stafford Rodgers light it up kind of game. And, um, you know, Green Bay might need a late score from Rodgers from and Adams again to to pull this one out. So, um, no, I, I expect fans to be on the edge of their seats and until quarter to seven when, uh, when this thing ends Sunday night, Evo. All
0: right, Robbie, we appreciate your time, and We're going to follow all your work at Rob Reichel on Twitter at Forbes.com. And uh, when we started the conversation today, it was talking about how you're in a household full of women, Rob, even your male <laughs> dog. I think maybe go, get to, go to the dog, look him square in the eyes, and just say, hey, bud, I'm sorry I cut your nuts off. And maybe he'll, maybe he'll forgive you and be a man with you, Robbie.
4: Well, he's sitting here with me right now, Evo, so yeah, we'll, we'll have that conversation when I hang up. <laughs> Rob, always a pleasure, man. Thanks, buddy. Have a great See weekend. See you, buddy.
0: There he is, Rob Reichel, Forbes.com. Good stuff there. Giannis Adendokounmpo has a quarter of a billion, almost a quarter of a billion dollars staring at him in the face. If he signs with the Milwaukee Bucks, what is it, like two hundred? like $230 million or something like that? or no it's 200 and what is it 218 220 million something around there okay so it was almost a quarter of a billion dollars from the Milwaukee Bucks with their supermax contract to Giannis Antetokounmpo nelly let me ask you before i play comments here from giannis antetokounmpo if there was almost a quarter of a million dollars staring at you in the face you know in any profession in anything in any walk of life if there's a quarter of a million dollars all you got to do is sign on the dotted line
1: Yeah, and doesn't the contract have to be? Isn't it four to five years? Is like the minimum. Supermax, yeah, yeah. Like he could he
0: could do less on his extension, but yes.
1: So you would be it would be a four to five year extension. Quarter of a bill. He just turned twenty six, correct? Yes. So him and I are actually the same age. Yes. So it's would you ask me and I and we'd have zero championship rings, obviously. Correct. But I could. Giannis is just a little taller. Yeah, just a little bit.
0: But still, you have the same contract in front of you. Not as handsome. Exactly. And he can't grow as good
1: of a beard as you can. But that's understandable.
0: Can't grow as good of a beard as you can.
1: But definitely has the height. It has the height, yes. And the reach. Correct. But... But you might have a better uh, long shot. But I'll say, being in that situation... Can you dunk? Yeah, if you move it to, like, eight and a half. Okay. All right, there's a quarter. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I can't dunk either. All
0: right, so... Quarter of a billion dollars is staring you in the face.
1: Yeah, and I'm 26 years old. There's no way I can turn that down for the next four or five years. I mean, at that time, you're going to be 30, 31 years old. You not you already signed an extension prior to the the supermax where you made some good good money. Now you really cashed in. You're set for life. Your family and your okay. Let me, your kids' family. is generational on on wealth. Is set for life. Then after I sign that supermax contract with the Bucks, I would I would give it that four to five years. If we hadn't won another championship or don't really seem like we're close at age thirty thirty one, in the NBA you still have. Okay, so let me rephrase the question. The moment
0: it's it's legal and eligible for you to sign on the dotted line, would you sign that very second that the clock ticked? You know, let's say it's at at midnight twelve oh one. You can finally sign it. Do you sign it at twelve oh one?
1: Yeah, with that kind of money where the Bucks have been. Like immediately. The Bucks have been a contender in the East the last couple of years. Obviously, you're the best player on the team. You personally. But, I'm not telling you personally. Yeah, me. I'm telling you why. If so I was I, in his shoes, I'm the best player on the team. I live in Milwaukee. I've very been very vocal that I like Milwaukee. I now have a family there. I have my brothers that are around me and on the team. Yes, I would sign that contract because I know I can't make more money going anywhere else and I'm and I'm locked up until I'm about thirty ish years old and then I can still sign another big deal somewhere else if the Bucks and myself didn't deliver an NBA championship. Because In that time frame.
0: Because if you were to sign with another team, and just like Giannis,
1: you would be making like 30000000 or million. You're missing out. Was it $70, $80 yes, million $70, 80000000
0: million dollars you're missing out on. You're leaving that on the table.
1: Yeah, there's no way me personally, especially being age 26, could leave that much money off the table.
0: Uh, me, if I was given the opportunity to sign on the dotted line for a contract worth almost a quarter of a billion dollars, you had bet your sweet ass that I would be signing that contract the second it became eligible and legal for me to do so in the NBA's eyes. I'll be like, dude, I, will, I won't go to sleep. Call me at 12, 12 o'clock and one second. I will sign that contract as fast as you can get it to me, as fast as I can uh, click a pen and sign my name.
1: But- I'm signing a mean, It's a quarter of a billion with a B. Dollars. Full disclosure, though, if I did get like the 170, I think, which is the most the other other teams can offer them, I'd also sign that in a second too. So, y-
5: yes. <laughs> so, f- full disclosure, so would I. Well, Giannis and is not doing that uh, right now. Eric, I'm not. I'm not focusing on that. You know, I know my my agent Alex and um, John Horst and the Bucks ownership are. Focusing in uh, about those discussions, and I'm just trying to focus in myself how I can get better, how I can help my teammates be better, how I can we be ready Saturday to play our first preseason game. Giannis, as I think every athlete has always said
0: this, is they're not focusing on that because they're focusing on the upcoming season.
1: I am going to go on a limb
0: and say, I don't care yeah, who you could are. Also,
1: you could go with the retort and go, Yeah, but if you signed it right away, then you don't have to think about it for another four or five well, years. Well,
0: exactly. But I was just going to say that. I don't know. Who? How anyone could honestly say, I'm not thinking about a quarter of a billion dollars staring me in the face. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing that there was a quarter of a
1: billion dollars waiting for me. That's gu- guaranteed. Are you starting to get the feeling more and more as time drags on and some of these tweets and comments come out that maybe Giannis isn't thinking about uh, staying in Milwaukee? Well, here's more comments from Giannis. Let's let's listen.
5: Uh, I'm not. Fo- I'm not trying to focus on that, and uh, not that I don't care about it. Obviously, I care about it. it's a very big decision uh, of my life, probably one of the biggest decisions I'm going to make. But uh, I just let my agent to focus in that, and I'm going to focus in like getting ready inside Saturday to play the first preseason game.
0: Hmm. What am I more focused on? A meaningless preseason game on Saturday, or a quarter okay. of
1: a billion dollars? If I if I'm if I'm Giannis's agent. I'm saying, you're signing in Milwaukee, and you're signing it now.
0: That's what I'd say. I was like, okay, Giannis, let's let's talk about this. I'm your agent. I make a percentage (laughs) of what you make. The Bucs literally can't offer you any more money. This is the most any team in the NBA will give you. In fact, dude, Giannis, excuse me, Mr. Dacumbo, if you were to sign with someone else, not only are you losing out on seventy to eighty million dollars, but I will also be losing out on substantial amount of money as well. Yeah, and
1: I How think How about we get this done? I think agents normally get between five and ten percent. So if we make that (laughs) if we make that nice and easy and say ten percent, that extra eighty million dollars for Giannis is roughly $8 million for the agent. Hey, hey, Giannis, hey, um, um. I know you said that you're not worried about a quarter of a billion dollars, but me and
0: agent, I am up at night thinking about that $8 million that you might potentially leave on the table
1: for me. And that will be going in my bank account.
0: So can we, I mean, you got a new kid, you got mouths to feed, I got kids, I got mouths to feed. How about we, I don't know, sign this deal that's worth a quarter of a so, billion dollars? So
1: if Giannis is being 100% real with those, saying I'm going to let my agent take care of it, I think the agent wouldn't mind if he stayed in Milwaukee for the Supermax, and then after the Supermax, say, "Hey, if the uh, Lakers are going to offer you X amount of money, and the Bucks are only going to offer you this much, maybe you should go to the Lakers." All right, here's
5: more from Giannis saying he understands that it is a big decision. I'm just going to focus in basketball. I know this is really, really uh, big, uh, and for the city of Milwaukee and uh, for the NBA world and the media world and all that. But you know, I've been a private person. Whenever you guys. I I decide something or I sign a contract, you guys probably going to know before I know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the first person to know Giannis is going to be you.
0: Because uh, last time I checked, you're going to be the one signing the contract. Uh, here's more from Giannis saying what he's going to think about. He says he's going to think about a lot.
5: I think about everything. You know, think about uh, Milwaukee. Think about my teammates. Think about my family. Think about what's the best this year for me. Well, that's, that's pretty much it. And after that, I realized, like, I've got so far because I focus and on how I can improve every single day.
0: Okay, so Rowdy, have you ever heard a, a player come out who's staring, you know, something like this in the face to say to be completely honest, and be like, "Hey, dude, yeah, I'll sign it, no problem." I I can't think of anyone that's come out to say that really.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I'm I, you would have to think if you're the Bucks, though, right? You're asking you know maybe you don't want to sign it now you want to focus on the season but uh after next season uh we're going to sign that right
0: yeah like hey cuz uh,
1: cuz if you're the bucks you kind of want some confirmation because if not you might want to look to trade him so you get something for right. him right
0: okay so uh december 21st giannis giannis has up till december 21st so he has 11 more days after december 21st then he becomes he can he will become a free agent after the 2020-2021 season and then the bucks will get if Giannis doesn't resign, the Bucks will get nothing—not a single thing.
1: Would you be Would you be mad if Giannis left and went to a, a different market?
0: Would I be mad? Yeah. Well, yes, I would be. I, I would I be mad at Giannis? No. I wouldn't be mad, per se, Giannis. I would be mad at the Bucks organization for. Then I would go look at them screwing the pooch when it comes to the Bogdanovich deal. But also the NBA was rigging it against the Bucs for it to happen. I would be upset that you left a once in a generational talent go. Yes.
1: Yeah, I'd be mad if I was a Bucks fan. Just because what was Giannis's What did the Bucks do? They catered to Giannis the, the whole time to done. try and to try and get him to sign. And then he's the guy that tweets the you know the, I have loyalty in my, my DNA. DNA. When the first rumors yeah. were uh, popping up that he might want to leave Milwaukee, or about when he was in, wasn't it when they were in L.A. Yeah, he's said like, the TMZ. like, get out of here. I yeah, don't TMZ like the was media. all over I him. love Milwaukee. It's small town. Blah blah yeah. blah, and. Let's not forget what he had the Bucs do last offseason, and that signed Chris Middleton to that huge extension yep. for a lot of money. Yep. Could you imagine if he just gets out of town, leaves the, bu- leaves the Bucks and Milwaukee in the dust, and they're stuck with the huge contract of Chris Middleton because Giannis wanted him? And Giannis, and Middleton is now the, <laughs> the face of the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting.
5: All right, here's more from Giannis about Milwaukee itself. I love the city of Milwaukee. I love the organization. I love my family to death. I love winning. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be in this situation if I wasn't working hard. I wasn't winning games. I wasn't improving every single day. I didn't have this mentality. Uh, so I can't change who I am. I cannot change this uh, mentality. And I'm going to focus in improving. And day by day, uh, everything is going to take care of itself.
0: So did Giannis just say that you know, he loves Milwaukee, but if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't be in this position essentially. Does that is that what well, I gathered from that? Like I just Which said, is true. Like
1: I just said, dude, if 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 he left and it was Chris Middleton's team, how bad do the Bucks become? Bad. They're I mean, they're still in the playoffs, but they're like a they're back to
0: what they were with Herb Cole. They're like a six to an eight seed. Probably more
1: closer to a six. Yeah. Five, the, five to eight. And do you really want to watch the Bucks be an eight seed for the next decade? No, because I've done that my whole freaking life. For the most part, if, if yeah, if, if, <laughs> if Giannis left, I feel like you'd almost have to try and get rid of Chris Middleton and just completely scrap the team.
0: If Giannis left, I almost would start the campaign, the, the pucks for bucks like send the bucks out and get a hockey team, an NHL team, right? Though no, you
1: have to, you'd have to scrap that team because you can't win anything with Chris Middleton being your number one and no one else being in Milwaukee. Well,
5: speaking of winning, here's more from Giannis. Everybody wants to win a championship. I'm not playing, not to win a championship, I'm not playing to be second or third or fifth. 'm playing to be the best my best obviously want to be in the at the end the last team standing uh, but you gotta there's steps to that you know there's uh, this never has been a team that you're gonna go and just gonna go to the championship and just get it easy you gotta work for it you gotta to hurt to get it
0: all right so you gotta work for it you gotta to hurt to get it he says no one wants to win more than him
5: I don't believe it's a championship or a bad situation uh, obviously everybody wants to win a championship I want to win a championship. there's nobody want to win a championship more than me I can guarantee you that, uh, but there's steps to that. You got to, you got to keep improving. You got to keep getting better, and um, hopefully, we can get there this year.
0: All right, so they are improving. Um, you know, Giannis was very a big fan of you know the signing of Drew Holiday. Um, so here's more comments from Giannis on Holiday.
5: I think the moves have been amazing. You know, um, having a Holiday on the team is big time. You know, he's a great leader. He's a great human being. He can defend. He can score the ball. Um, he's gonna bring that edge on this team that we need. And uh, for all the, the rest of the guys, I think they're gonna help us too.
1: All right, one more from Giannis. Giannis's birthday. <laughs> I like how he just says, "Yeah, the rest of the guys they'll help us
0: too." Yeah, those yeah. Rest of the guys. But I like are. Drew Holiday. But Drew Holiday's cool. Uh Giannis on his birthday was his birthday was Sunday. A lot of us were like speculating, you know, Bucks Twitter was speculating that Giannis would sign a supermax on his birthday, which was Sunday, and how awesome would that be to see Giannis get a quarter of a billion dollars for his birthday, right? Well, for his birthday he didn't sign the contract, but his teammates gave him pens. Yes, pens, aka signed the damn contract, dude. Here's Giannis on his birthday guess.
5: First I, I didn't I didn't get it. Chris uh, came in and gave me a pen and I was like, Well, what is this? I was looking, I was like thinking, thinking about it. And then I realized he was, he wanted me to sign the contract. Uh, and he was just like, okay, I laughed the first time. I laughed the second time, the third time. And then uh, I got like 20 pens. <laughs> so then he, he got a little bit old. I got 20 pens in my locker room. So Giannis sounds like
0: he liked it at first. And eventually he's like, dude, stop giving me pens for my birthday, man. Do you think Giannis Nakumbo is going to sign with the Milwaukee Bucks?
1: The supermax. If you, if you asked me that question a year ago, I'd say yeah, 100. Yep. But the longer this drags on, and the the more he starts sending out those tweets to LeBron James and you know Anthony Davis and guys like that, and the longer he just kind of yeah, not really dancing around questions, but not fully answering them like he normally does, I think uh, he's really starting to think about this.
0: If you asked me this a year ago, same as Rowdy, I say 100. percent Giannis signs with the Bucks. Well, ask me now. Hey Ibo, do you think Giannis is gonna sign with the Bucks? I don't know anymore. They can offer him the most amount of money. The Supermax. But does Giannis want to stay in Milwaukee? NBA has already botched just, the
1: Bogdanovich deal. I just don't know how you can turn down almost eighty million dollars addi- of additional money when you're twenty six years old.
0: I still think Giannis signs, but I think it's not as uh, it's not as solid as it once was I still think he's a buck. But there's this, there's this tension in the air. There's this, like, shadow of doubt that I could feel creeping up. Well, this news broke about a half an hour ago, uh, 45 minutes ago. Pretty wild, man. James Harden. Uh, sources were saying that in his camp that they, he was describing the Houston Rockets as the New York Knicks of the South. Now, if you've been living under a rock for the past, I don't know, two decades, the New York Knicks are a dumpster fire. They are absolutely atrocious, probably the biggest laughing stock, uh, one of the biggest laughing stocks in all professional sports, but probably the biggest laughing stock of the NBA. It's New York. who wouldn't want to play for the Knicks, right? Well, nobody wants to play for the Knicks. In
1: fact, you have remember people when they to the KD? Nets. Remember when they thought KD was going to sign with the Knicks? Yes. Well. He went to the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets,
0: and so did Kyrie Irving, who is a huge clown, but he's still good at what he does. Uh, the Nets get more love than the Knicks. Well, now the Houston Rockets are described as the, the Knicks of the South.
1: Remember when the Knicks were upset that Greg Monroe signed with the Bucks over them?
0: Greg Monroe. Turns
1: out he should have signed with them.
0: No kidding. All right, so James Harden wants out of the Rockets. James Harden also has not been reporting to the Rockets' camp and he wants to be traded to a contender. Well, guess what? The Milwaukee Bucks are a contender. Last time I checked, they got this guy named Giannis Antetokounmpo. They were, you know, odds-on favorite or second favorite to win the title before they the bubble, obviously. And then the Lakers ended up winning it down there. But the Bucks, who have also been in, you know, in Eastern Conference Finals against the Raptors, a game seven, we all saw what happened. Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors win and then win the finals. But the Bucks are in contention. They are a, a favorite to go to the finals and win. Something the Bucks don't have is a solid number two. Now, I know that Chris Middleton, a lot of people want to be Chris Middleton apologists. A lot of people want to say Chris Middleton is a real number two. He's not. Chris Middleton is a number three. Chris Middleton is not a true, clear-cut number two. Um...
1: I don't even know. I don't. I don't. I would say he's a number two. I wouldn't say he's a number three. I'd say he's a number two, but he's a number two on a bad team that doesn't win a championship.
0: On a contending team, he's be a number three. Wouldn't you say? Would you say that?
1: Yeah, he's closer to a three than a two on a team that you would think would have an opportunity to win a title. Listen,
0: Chris Middleton's a nice player. He's a nice player. Do you win with nice though, Rowdy? You need a mean. You need that mean. That nasty. You need that nasty player. Chris Middleton's a nice player. Chris Middleton in big moments
1: shrivels up. Shrivels up, okay. And don't cite some random one playoff game that he had one time. Oh, he got 44 points the honest was Yeah, where he, yeah, where he had out. a good game, and then the rest of the, the games he's bricking shots.
0: Chris Middleton is nice. He's nice.
1: All right, but here's this. Now, here is the news that
0: is broke about 45 minutes ago. James Harden wants out of the Rockets. James Harden wants to be on a contender. James Harden has now said, well, his camp has said, sources out there, that Harden would like to go to a contender such as the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are on his list. The Miami Heat also on his list for a preferred trade destination along with the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. But the first team named... The Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Adendokounmpo and James Harden have some history. If you remember, there is a gif that you can find of, of Giannis rifling a ball at Harden's face and connecting. It was hilarious. Listen, I'm not the biggest James Harden guy. I don't I really identify with James Harden. He is a scorer, yes. Um, he's a strange dude. He is also... Um, Not my kind of basketball. Listen, he scores, but he's known as a flopper, a guy who doesn't pass. He does pass, though. He gets assists. And a guy that just a volume shooter, takes a lot of shots, and then will flail and go to the free-throw line. James Harden is a – would you say James Harden's nasty, Rowdy? He's a nasty player. He's got that eye, eye the tiger.
1: Well, he's not going to be scared to take the last shot. That's pretty evident. We look at his career with the Rockets. Yes. He wants the ball in his hands, and he'll take that step-back three.
0: And he'll, and he'll, he'll probably hit it. hit it. James Harden is a nasty player. More nasty than Chris Middleton. Could the Bucs make it work? Should the, Or should the Bucs pick up the phone right now and start making offers that centered around Chris Middleton to get Middleton out of Milwaukee and get James Harden in?
1: Well, you talked about how Giannis hit him in the face with the basketball. It's even more than that. Remember, they were calling each other out. Where James Harden yes. said, you know, if he was as big as Giannis, he'd be even better. Because yeah, because Harden does,
0: was pissed that he didn't win MVP. Yeah,
1: and he said it doesn't take much to dunk a basketball. Yeah,
0: yep. James Harden was pissed that Giannis won MVP as Basically well. Basically,
1: he said Giannis wasn't very skilled. Exactly. And, and then and Giannis back. Giannis through. came back and I believe he said something about, well, you only play half the time and don't play defense. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean... I mean, there's a lot of bad blood, and I'm not talking Taylor
0: Swift songs, but a little bad blood, I think, between the two. But could they bury the hatchet and play together? Should they play together?
1: Well, James Harden is due $41 million for this upcoming season. But if you look at Chris Middleton's contract, he's due $33 million. What's, so what's Harden at? 40? 41. 41. So it's not that big of a difference because if, if you remember just two years ago, Chris Middleton signed that huge deal yeah. with the Bucks. Yeah. So it's an. Roughly an eight million dollar difference, so it wouldn't be unimaginable to send Chris Middleton for James Harden. Now the Bucks would have to also, I would imagine, throw in some other players. But I mean, it's close enough where uh, they could is, make it work.
0: Is the Bucks roster even filled out? I don't know if it's Sign another
1: Antetokounmpo. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, no, the one Antetokounmpo's got a ring. He's staying with the Lakers. Is the Giannis's brother still there on the Bucks? I don't know if there's any more. Uh,
1: isn't there only 3 of them but you even mentioned we talked we just talked about it. Chris Middleton is a nice player, but he can't be the number 2 on a championship team. James Harden could be a number 1 or 2 on a championship team. Oh, yeah. We we talked about what well, I was talking to you off air. I go Chris Middleton's contract, he's the number 1 contract. On the Bucks, obviously Giannis hasn't signed yeah, yet. Not a man, that yeah. will change quickly once Giannis signs. He'll be the second if, highest if, paid. If Giannis signs, yeah. He, but he's currently the highest paid Milwaukee Bucks player. He's currently the sixth highest paid small forward in the league, and he's currently the seventeenth best NBA or seventeenth highest paid NBA player in the league. Do you think he's the seventeenth best player in the NBA, uh, Middleton? Yes. <laughs> I think he's. <laughs> I don't
0: think so. I think he's in the I think he's might be a little lower than that. I mean you look at his I I think he's in that range.
1: Look at his accolades. He's been what one maybe two time All Star?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, last was it last year he was all star?
1: He's a borderline all star player. He's not he shouldn't be paid the seventeenth most in the NBA if if you're paying strictly on how good the player is. And if you did get a guy like James Harden, Maybe there's some bad blood between him and Giannis, but guess what? If I have Giannis and James Harden on my basketball team, I know I have two of the top five players in the NBA.
0: Okay, yeah, Middleton was an all-star in 2019 and 2020.
1: Two-time all-star.
0: Or would you want a guy like James Harden who's been in the MVP conversation many years?
1: Yeah. (laughs) When you have James Harden and you have Giannis, you have two top five NBA players in the league. You can win a championship with those. That's two. that's how now, you win championships is you, you get two players that are like like that. You would have to figure out how they
0: can coexist. That's the tough cause not not many people have been able to coexist with James Harden Rowdy. Russell Westbrook wanted out. I mean, hell, that was a yeah, second that but, was a second go around with Harden.
1: How many people can say they can coexist with Russell Wilson? Or sorry, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook. That's also true because he's
0: he he's a big personality.
1: He's he's been shipped out of places because of some people say you can't win with him because of how he plays. Yep, you're not wrong there. I don't I don't know if anyone really thought that bringing Russell Westbrook to Houston with James Harden was the great idea. They both needed the ball. Yeah.
0: Yeah. James Harden I'm not a James Harden guy, but I would love to see him on the Milwaukee Bucks. Do whatever you can to work out a deal to ship out Chris Middleton and whoever else. Well, you could
1: you work. imagine you swap out Chris Middleton for James Harden on this team with the Milwaukee Bucks? They were already talking about how the addition of Drew Holiday makes this Bucks starting five that much better and one of the better starting fives in the league. Because uh-huh. we've always known the last couple of years with the Bucks is what is it? They're a super deep team, right? Like their bench is really good, they got a lot of guys. But when you get into the playoffs, you, you shorten that rotation. You're not playing as many guys, or at least Coach Bud shouldn't be playing as many guys. You should be playing your stars longer. Yeah, play
0: Giannis more. Jesus. you
1: got to make your front-line guys even better. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, doing that, you easily do that with James Harden. Drew Holiday, James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo. You have – You're getting me too excited. Lopez. I mean th- – You have the other Antetokounmpo. <laughs> But you know, he waves like, a mean towel at the end of the bench. They instantly make your he instantly makes your front line that much better.
0: Uh, I'm looking at it here, there's a couple of deals proposed, like uh people speculated it could be a three team blockbuster deal involving the Cavaliers, the Bucks, and the Rockets. Let's see here, the 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 blockbuster deal involving the Cleveland that would send Harden to the Bucks and Chris Middleton to the Rockets. In the proposed scenario, uh, the Bucs would receive Harden and Larry Nance Jr. The Rockets would get Middleton and Kevin Love, and the Cavaliers would acquire Eric Gordon, Brooke Lopez, uh, Pat Connaughton, PJ Tucker, and Dante DiVincenzo. Listen, Harden on the bucks immediate title contenders. I mean, they're already title contenders with Giannis and what they have right now, but my God, would that bolster it even more? I don't know, Rowdy. Uh, well, how about this for the Bucs? They're like, hey, Giannis. I know you're toiling around thinking about the idea of signing the Supermax. If you sign the Supermax right now, we will get it done to get James Harden wearing a Milwaukee Bucks uniform. Do you think that would be the old, the old? Uh, they dangle that carrot in front of Giannis. Hey, you want this? You want this carrot with a little beard on it? <laughs> sign, sign this contract. Sign the Supermax and let's do it. Then well, you'll be like, well, didn't you just botch that Bogdanovich deal?
1: Well, if yeah, if some people are saying how the Bucks are going to have to go out there and show Giannis that they're trying to be a, a championship team, that they're trying to get better, that they're trying to win these rings, I think bringing in a top-five NBA player, player, whether you like him or not, shows that they're trying to bring in more talent, doesn't it? Yeah. Because there's not a ton of other guys that they could bring in that's better than him.
0: Yeah. All right, so James Harden says he wants to be in a contender, and he lists the Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are obviously a title contender, but then he said also his preferred trade destinations for contenders, would be the Philadelphia 76ers are they truly a contender the 76ers are such paper tigers they're a team that always is just oh trust the process haven't they given up on the process now i the 76ers
1: the 76ers are they're, they're, they're kind of like they're kind of like the New York Mets for me they're pretenders remember when the mets had all those young pitching arms that were all great but they could never stay healthy. Yeah. And it, they could never grow together or stay healthy together or continue to get better together. Yeah. That's the that's the 76ers to me. It's like Joel Embiid and um oh, I'm blanking on his name right now.
0: Uh the guy Simmons, Simmons Ben Simmons. Who can't hit a three pointer to save his life. It's
1: and weren't they kind of arguing last season when the team was kind of going down?
0: Well yeah, it's the same thing always for the seven. So hype, is, Joel Embiid's like a beast, and then he hurts himself. Yeah, he, he gets hurt. Then ben, he goes on Twitter and like everyone's like, He's funny on Twitter. <laughs>
1: ben Ben Simmons is the guy that can't shoot from the outside. They
0: can't win big games, but my God, is he funny on Twitter?
1: <laughs> Joel
0: Embiid, stop. And then they say the Brooklyn Nets is also a... Uh, a destination. Well, yeah, you have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And they're gonna be pretty good. KD and Kyrie Irving. All right, uh Harden, please come to the Bucks. Get it done. Let's go to the phones quick. Welcome to the show. Who do I got?
6: What's going on, fellas? Mitch in Madison. Mitch in Madison? What's up, big homie? Dude, when you guys first started talking about it, I'm like, Oh, no way should Harden come to the bucks, but you've kind of talked me into it. Um Hell yeah. I here here is <laughs> Something else that they could do, also, uh, you know, I think we all love us Giannis, but I think we've come to the realization, or we've admitted it to ourselves, that he's really not a very good perimeter shooter. I mean, it's increased a little bit every year. He's been
0: working on it, but yes, he is. That's that's not that's not a big part of his
1: game, Mitch. You're right.
6: Yeah, (laughs) he's not a big part of his game. So if they get Harden, they got Harden and Holiday out on the wing, Giannis can just focus on the block yeah and if if he i mean he could turn into a a, obviously better than kevin love but he could turn into a kevin love type player where we're talking 28 and 14 ever you know anthony dude. and think about it
0: you got a shooter like harden and you got drew (laughs) Holiday out there as well how are they going to make a wall around Giannis in the playoffs and stop him when because you know chris middleton's gonna brick it james harden at least has that that sniper vision you
6: know Right, right. So yeah, and I mean You got you like gotta you guard said. him. You
0: gotta go out in the wing and
6: guard him. Right. And, and like you said, you love Chris Middleton, but he's proven that he's, he's not nice a consistent He's nice, he's not nasty. He's right, nice, exactly. not nasty. Exactly. Yeah. So pull let's pull the trigger. Come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
6: Thank you. Preach on brother. What man. do they no. have
1: to lose they, besides Giannis?
6: Right. Mitch, right. do do you think Giannis
0: um, signs the Supermax?
6: Oh yeah, come on we we got to get some sort of uh glass half full type stuff here so will still yeah, he'll until, sign.
0: He'll sign. yeah
6: I, I i honestly do think he will um i think it's smart for him to wait because you never this is, this is what I mean, every athlete does talk. they just wait every right.
0: athlete just waits they make everyone sweat it out
6: right right yeah. why not cuz i mean as much as uh, just us here talking about the sports we we love our sports stars and things we gotta you gotta understand that thought process to yeah, them yeah, i mean yeah. they're gonna do what's best for their families all that and all that and uh scott and charlie together on the same phone call that's peak 2020 right there that yeah, was like an out-of-body experience man. wasn't
0: that incredible dude
6: <laughs> yeah
0: thanks, Mitch. thanks hear from me, man right, <laughs> you. Right, let's go back to the phones welcome to the show who's this gentlemen sean what's up dude Hey, uh, I'm not a huge
7: fan of the beard, but I could definitely see uh, with the addition of Drew Holiday, who doesn't need the ball in as much as a lot of other players do, and uh, so that's going to make up for some shots that that Harden's going to want to take. Plus, yes. like you said, you have Harden and Drew, you know, hitting the 18 to you know plus shots, 18 foot shots. You have Giannis, who's the master of the European three-step or whatever they call that. The Euro-step. Yeah, so I, it's exactly the point. Giannis can kick out at any time or he can be fed inside. I, I think it's a good deal. I, I don't think the Miami Heat are going to be looking at it because I don't think the Heat want to screw up the chemistry they have going, and I think Harden would do that to them. Will Harden screw I, up the chemistry
0: in Milwaukee? Not, I don't think so. Because well, is there think, chemistry left in Milwaukee? Because like, there's a bunch of players that, that are gone now.
7: That's the new question. We're essentially looking at a new team, so a new team has to start from the ground up. I mean, it's the quickest, <laughs> and with Harden, the potentially, in my opinion, the greatest rebuild, quickest and greatest rebuild the NBA's ever seen. So, yeah. I, I think it's definitely the route that has to go. So,
0: Sean, um, real quick, I, I know Mitch had a great phone call. Don't get me wrong, but how, how did it feel not to follow up something that was so epic like yesterday, Kevin, with that? Right. Uh, I cried the rest of
7: the, I cried the rest of the way to work. It was sad. I felt bad. I felt bad for myself. I had to call my psychiatrist on the phone. So she I had said, to follow you
0: know, up this incredible phone call.
7: Yeah, and she said she said I was listening because everybody listens to Eball.
0: Exactly. Thank and you, I,
7: thank you. And I said, well, what was I supposed to do? She said, you're an idiot and you shouldn't have called. So I'm looking for a new therapist now, too. Well, Sean, here's the
0: thing. On this show, I'd like to – I consider myself kind of like a therapist. I just – I work pro bono. It's free. So you call in, you give us your gripe, and I hope to give you an answer to help you out in your life.
7: Well, can we do we not talk about the derp call earlier?
0: Oh, well, he's on hold he again is. right now, actually. Of course he is. <laughs> because <laughs> – Between
7: calling your show and opening crappy beers, what else does that moron have to do with his life?
0: Hey, hey. (laughs) We love you, Sean. Have a great day. See you, buddy. All right, this is someone else. Mark the Virgin. What's up, brother? Good morning, gentlemen.
8: Wait, I got to follow that guy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Mark, you uh, you can follow him as long as you bring a a Bloody Mary with you, all right? I
8: I will every time. Uh, (laughs) Gentlemen, I can't believe I'm talking NBA, but... Someone's got to offer the counterpoint here. Uh, Bringing Harden is not a good move. Um, Every every team needs a good number one and number two to win a championship. It doesn't normally work with two number ones. I'd say the Lakers are that exception, but there's no doubt LeBron is the alpha dog in that on that team. Yes. Well, well,
0: that's the big question, right? Is then if obviously Giannis is a number one, so was James Harden. To your point, who fight because you know Harden's got a big ego, and Giannis is pretty humble. So, who, well, off- who takes over the as offense the alpha? Has to run
8: through Giannis. The offense has to run through Giannis. Yeah. Harden's going to mess that up, as well as the chemistry of the team. As far as our number two, we have a number two. Uh, Middleton is 2A, and Holiday is 2B. <laughs> it, it's about building the best starting five we can. Yeah. And I feel Harden might, might take away from that. I mean, far- that's,
0: that's a huge concern for me as well. As a, a James Harden. Big ego. We've seen him not, you know, butt heads with the many other players in Houston, you know, and and Oklahoma City when he was coming off the bench. Like, what do you do? What do you, is it worth it?
8: I don't want to give up Lopez. I don't want to give up Steven again. <laughs> yeah, okay. he's like, dude, again. We're, we're going to really? need the bench players if we're going to play a full season. We need a bench. Yeah, um, I don't think the Bucks have, have a full roster right rest.
0: now. Do the Bucks even have a full roster? I don't know if they have the roster. I think they were one <laughs> short. Yeah. I
8: we we can't chase we can't chase the the Bogdanovich trade. I mean that's that's gone. We can't that was the perfect team. They screwed the pooch so hard on that. We, I mean Harden Harden's a great fit for the Sixers. That's kinda of their I'm all I can't they stand the Sixers. Of you're you're kinda of kind of right on before. that one.
0: He belong he be, Harden kinda of belongs on a team that's a bunch of other knuckleheads.
8: Or or send them to the Nets and watch that team explode. <laughs> I,
0: I would like that. <laughs>